Okay, so I'm back after the Thanksgiving holiday, and I'm trying something different. Um, a completely different configuration with our microphone uh, going through a tube amp. I'm actually using the um, Rode NT3, uh, which is a condenser microphone. Um, and I'm going through an art tube amp. And if you listen carefully, I'm not sure how compressed it's going to be by the time you hear it from our um, online streaming service. But there's this un hum that I hear in my ear. And vocally, I don't sound right. Now, within the Rodecaster Pro, we do have the opportunity to change mics. I can switch from condenser to dynamic since the tube amp is providing uh, power. I think, as you guys know, a condenser mic usually requires uh, phantom power. And the Rode can be providing phantom power, or the tube amp that I'm going through can provide phantom power. So right now I have the tube amp providing phantom power. I'm going to go ahead and turn off phantom power. I'm going to change my mic configuration on the roadcaster oh that sounds terrible it sounds overdriven as if the tube amp is pushing too much okay that's a little bit better but now you're picking up all that hiss i mean that's terrible so we're gonna go back and turn this back to we're gonna turn our microphone back to dynamic to get rid of that hiss i mean I mean to say we're going to turn it from dynamic to compressor to condenser. <laughs> Getting all my terminologies mixed up. Right now we're back on condenser, but you can hear this really sounds horrible. So what we're going to do is we're going to remove this tube amp from the process and see what it sounds like. All right, so we're back to normal. So it's quite apparent that there's something odd going on with this tube amp. As I said, this is an Art Tube MP Studio. That's the model, the make and model name. And it gives off a nasty hum. I'm not quite sure why. There's a couple of different options on it that we can test out. So maybe I'll test that out another time and come back to it. But even using this NT3, I'm using a uh, pretty inadequate set of headphones, so I hope this sounds better by the time you get it. Um, according to these headphones, my voice sounds flat and uninspired. I don't think I feel flat and uninspired today, but <laughs> vocally that's what it sounds like. Anyway, uh, let's get back into the show and talk about what we came to talk about. Uh, We've just come off the Thanksgiving holiday. I have much to be thankful for. Thanks to God for everything. Just being able to have a podcast and being able to produce content every now and again. It's it's good. And I'm thankful for that. There's a whole host of other things, you know, life, health, and strength. And I have to remember that being thankful shouldn't just happen on Thanksgiving Day, but should be an all-year thing. Now... Thanks, just like Christmas, Thanksgiving has now been a little bit co-opted with Black Friday, Black Thursday night, Cyber Monday, Cyber Week, 
All these things have sort of co-opted Thanksgiving to the point that uh, people don't even finish dinner anymore. They're heading right out to the stores for purchases. And I've already heard a report that on Black Friday, it was a couple of billion dollars in online sales. And I'm curious as to what you purchased. I did purchase a couple of things on Cyber Monday. Um, nothing too, too fancy. I'm trying not to make a ton of purchases this year. But um, we recently shot a, an interview, a testimonial series, and we were going after a certain look. And I realized that the equipment we had, we had a backdrop. But the, <laughs> I bought a backdrop, and the backdrop was too small for what we wanted to do. We needed to cover a lot more area. And then our backdrop stand was a bit flimsy, so we went ahead and bought a new backdrop. And we're going to get a new muslin. I'm going to try one more time with green screen. Uh, that's a whole other issue, but uh, we are doing a muslin. Uh, we have to purchase one of those. So we got a an, um, backdrop that was on sale from one of the major stores in the country. I'm not going to say their name. They don't sponsor us. And we also bought... Uh, a couple of smaller pieces of equipment and one larger piece that we'll get into on another episode. But right now, uh, I want to talk about what makes for a good deal. A lot of things that I saw advertised didn't really seem like great deals, you know, maybe $30 off, maybe $40 off. Then they're talking about thousands of dollars and you're taking off 1%. It's not that great a deal. So what makes a good deal, especially for Black Friday type weekends or um, any holiday sales? Is it a good deal just because, hey, I've had my eye on that for a long time. I was prepared to spend X amount of dollars and now it's less. That's a good deal. What about things like gift cards? $100 gift cards for $90. Is that a good deal? It's really free money, and that, that value is already established. You know it's worth $100, and you're only paying 90 Sometimes you're only paying 80 Those have to be good deals. They're, it's free money. So gift cards, we can admit, are great deals right off the top. But what about equipment? What about televisions? Televisions used to be the huge thing on Black Friday, getting flat screens for hundreds of dollars off. And quite a few times, I'm not going to get into the loss leaders, you know, they advertise, hey, you're going to get this 4K television, and there's only one available, so the first person gets it, and it's just this mad rush to the store. So once they get you in the store, psychologically, you know, Oof, I've gotten up at 4 o'clock, I stood online, I got in the store, I better buy something to make it worth my while, even though you're not getting the deal you went after. Other places like Sam's Club that has hundreds of the same item on sale. Um, is, is that a mad rush? You can go in any time during the day and pick it up. But what makes a good deal? Is it something that you've set aside, it's in your wish list, and you have a certain price range you're waiting for it to drop to? And the thing about Cyber Monday or Black Friday sales is you don't always know What's going to go on sale? What if something comparable to what you like goes on sale? 
let's say you had your eyes set on a particular light, an RE, um, an RE light panel. You know, normally that costs twelve hundred dollars, and for Black Friday it's on sale for a thousand. Two hundred dollar savings. It's not nothing to sneeze at. Not nothing to sneeze at. That's nothing to sneeze at. Is that a good deal? Yes, because it's something specific you wanted. What if, instead of the RE light panel, uh, there's an Aperture uh, 120D Mark II that's on sale? And if you don't know specifically, this is one of the most popular LED uh, light sources that are available right now is the Aperture 120D. It's, uh, if you check out YouTube, tons of reviews on it. Just about everybody's happy with it. It normally sells for, I think, $745, $745. And this past week, it was on sale for $645. It's $100 off. Does that make it a good deal? Because, look, the, the item itself doesn't drop in quality. It just drops in price. What makes a good deal? What if it's you had your heart set on a Sony 6400, uh, you're looking for the mirrorless, you're looking for something small, but the Canon Mark, the Canon M5 Mark II, or the Canon M50 goes on sale. The specs are similar, but does that change your whole outlook on it? What about if an item that you're, you haven't been interested, oh, you know you need some lights, you still can't afford the the RE light panel, you can't afford the Aperture uh, 120D, but uh, a Generay goes on sale, or uh, even one of the lesser-known models, a newer. Amazon has newer, N-E-E-W-E-R. One of their lights, it looks similar, has similar specs to what you to an RE panel, and that's on sale, and it's half the price of an RE. Now, you know very well it's also much less quality than the RE, but it'll get you close to what you wanted for half the price. Does that make it a good deal? There's so many factors that go into what is a good deal. Tons of factors. For one... Is it money that's going to be well spent? Quite a few of us have stacks and stacks of equipment that we thought were good deals. We bought them at good prices, but then they either never got used or they didn't come out to be the quality that we were expecting. That's happened many times. I'm currently sitting in front of equipment that's still in boxes because what I bought them for either didn't pan out or... It, uh, I was able to get a substitute in quicker that seemed to perform better. That's the nature of our business sometimes, that it's very fluid. So we may invest in specific things like cameras or, or um, tripods, audio equipment, that we know we'll get constant use out. But then there's other equipment. There's certain cameras you buy for specific projects, whether it's for weight, for specs, for um, uh, a certain look. And then once that project's over, it uh, you don't find a use for that camera anymore. And once you sell it, 
you have to think of, well, did you get your value out of it? So what makes a good deal? I'm interested. I need you to uh, email us at unwiredthepodcast.com. Uh, no, wait, that's not it. <laughs> email us at unwired at spaceage-llc.com. You could email us at um, unwiredthepodcast at spaceage-llc.com. You can Twitter us, tweet to us at unwiredthepodcast. I never remember that underscore. You know what? I can just look it up. Let's see here. So we're still trying to figure out what makes a good deal. There are times when, okay, you want a specific item. Uh, what went on sale today? The the original Canon uh, C100, the original one. But it does have dual pixel autofocus, so it has that upgrade. So the original one went on sale, half price, $1,300. It is really a good camera for shooting uh, 1080p, 1080i. Really, really good camera. Especially for $1,200. Oh, comes with a lot. Comes with XLR inputs. Has a Super 35 sensor. Seems to be really good. 8 megapixels. So you can shoot 1080p using an 8 megapixel uh, sensor. That should be really good. But then I dug a little bit deeper into the specs. It only records on AVHC. And only at 24 megasecond. Ooh, that's... I mean, the, the Mark II of the C100 at least does MP4 at 35 megasecond. Now, there are videos out there that say there's not that great difference in detail between 24 megabits a second and 35. Uh, but I'm not a big fan of AVC HD. Uh, I find it to be a little bit more difficult to work with. Even on, you know, much more powerful computers now aren't going to choke on it. But I'm not really a fan of it. It only shoots 8-bit. Now, once again, there are videos out there that say the huge difference between 8-bit and 10-bit. I mean, it's not that big a difference. It does shoot in C-Log. And it is only $1,200. It's going to be better than any other $1,200 camera out there. But for me, the kind of camera I'm looking for, while that would be nice to have at that price... It wouldn't really bring any value to what I'm doing. Now, even though I shoot in 4K, I really only render in 1080p. So adding another 1080p camera that shoots, it's just, it's a really, really good image. But once again, we're talking about value. Price versus usage, basically. Am I going to get my $1,200 back out of that camera? Yeah, yes and no. There's some work that I've picked up where I could use it. I don't need to do anything more than 1080p, and I don't even need such a great image. But then you have to think about portability. That's not the world's most portable camera because it doesn't come with a lens. You've got to bring lenses. It does come with XLR inputs, and that's great. Um, but it would literally be overkill for the kind of work I'm doing, even just shooting at 1080p and having to carry around a lens... Eh, sort of defeats the purpose. Great price, but is it a good value? 
Now, if you're just getting started and you want to shoot some short stuff and you you want to you're working in low light. I mean, it's phenomenal. It goes up to ISO. What is it? Five hundred and twelve thousand. I mean, come on. So if you're just getting started and you have a couple of EF lenses already, you're good. You're good to go. That's that might be good. If you just need to add a, a 1080p B-roll camera, I think that's a good value. But you have to realize, are you going to get your money out of it? And at what cost? <laughs> at what cost are you going to make your money? What do you have to rig it up? Remember, when I got my um, Pocket 4K, it was around that same price, $1,200, $1,300. And that, the image that you can get out of the Pocket 4K at that price is amazing. But as I started to use it and have to add things to it to get it to do what I want to do, and I realized it didn't really work with my workflow, and then it sort of lost its luster, and it, it turned out it wasn't worth that price. Great price, but the value wasn't there. So I was able to sell it. So those are some things to think about when it comes to Black Friday, when it comes to um, any holiday sales, any special sales that are, are going on. Is it something you want? Is it something you need? Will you be able to get your money back out of it? Now, there's certain things that we buy this for entertainment's sake only, and it's hard to quantify. But if you're happy with your purchase and you're actually able to use it, then you can eventually get your money out of it. But if it's something that it turns out you're not happy with, it doesn't matter if you spent $20 for it. If you're not happy with it, it's a waste of money. It doesn't matter if you saved $1,000. If you say, oh, <laughs> here's a good example. If you need a car for your family, but a Mini Cooper is on sale. They'll give you $10,000 off it. You have a family of five. That, that $10,000 off of it doesn't make it a good value for you. Now, if there's a minivan with only $2,000 off, but you could actually use it, it suits your purposes, helps you for long trips, then that's a good value. Your Mini Cooper at $10,000 off, not really a good value. So you need to think about it in those terms. Don't get just so swept up in the sales. Really think about the value that you're getting from it. All right. Thank you for listening to our episode on value. And let me know how this, this sounds. I think I'm going to go back to my other microphone for uh, my next episode. Please continue to reach out to us, contact us by email, by Twitter, go to our webpage. Thank you for listening. <laughs>